0: Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Exodus, second chapter, verses 1 through 10 will be our reading. And I'm going to read from the King James Version. And it says, There went a man of the house of Levi to, to, and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could not, she could not, uh, she could not longer, no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit. To wonder what would be done unto him and the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river and her handmaidens walked along by the riverside and when she saw the ark among the flags she sent her maid to fetch it and when she had opened it she saw the child and behold the babe wept and she had compassion on him and said This is the this is one of the Hebrew's children. Then said his sister to the Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, take this child away and nurse it for me and I will give thee wages. (laughs) God good. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. I want to preach for the next few minutes from the topic, having faith during a crisis. Having faith during a crisis. I want you to know that we've just read about this man and this woman from the tribe of Levi who connected in purpose with one another and they had a baby. I don't want you to think uh, they're coming together was uh, any type of happenstance. It was purposeful. It was God's design that they would come together and through their marriage uh, have this baby. When we pause this moment and talk about this story, we want to first recognize that Savara, the mother of Moses, uh, she was pregnant in a crisis. She was pregnant in a crisis, a great responsibility of to be pregnant holding something that's going to materialize after this, after this. She has to hold herself together being pregnant in a crisis. The crisis that is going on in the biblical text here is the children of Israel, also known as the Hebrew children, were now in Egypt and they had grew, they had become fruitful, increased in abundance. They had multiplied exceedingly, but while they were growing, a new king arose in Egypt. This new king that arose in Egypt, the Bible declared that he did not know Joseph. Joseph had great favor with the previous king. Now Joseph has already passed on to glory, but the children of Israel are still there, the the Hebrew children are still there, And this new king of Egypt wasn't paying attention to none of the favor that was bestowed through Joseph onto the children of Israel. He wasn't paying them any mind. He said, I'm the new king. And the favor that the children of Israel had during Joseph's day, he basically says, it's over. I'm putting it to an end. And Why? Because he was afraid that the strength of the children of Israel will one day overtake them in the time of war. And he saw their strength. He saw uh, their grace. He saw what they could become and what they were becoming. And so what he decided to do is to afflict them with burdens. He decided to increase their slavery. They were already enslaved, but they were favored in slavery. They were already in bondage, but they were favored in bondage. But now this uh, uh, king of Egypt decides, no, I'm not going to allow them to have no fun while they are going through I'm gonna afflict them with more tasks and more burdens and the Bible declares that the more he afflicted them the more they grew so even in the midst of a crisis we can see that it is still possible to grow under pressure it is possible to still multiply while you're going through the worst times of your life they were under affliction but the more they afflicted uh, the children of Israel the more they grew It seemed like God was doing more than what the enemy was doing. I think it behooves us children of God to listen more to what God is doing than what the enemy is doing. Now the Bible teaches us to watch and to pray. So tell your neighbor, tell somebody in your home, you got to keep your eye on the enemy. But you better keep your ears open to God because God is always making bigger moves than what the what the devil is doing. It says the more they was afflicted, the more they grew. But the Egyptians ignored that God was still with them and began to afflict them even the more. They decided, well, we got another plan besides affliction. We're going to speak to the Hebrew wives and we're going to tell the Hebrew wives that um, when uh, midwives, the midwives, that whenever a Hebrew woman uh, begins to be with child she's getting ready to have a baby we want you to kill the that child we want you to kill that child and make sure that child doesn't live and especially if it be a son, we want you to kill it we want you to kill every firstborn son, every son, every man that comes out of the womb we want to make sure you kill him they became a murderous type people against the people of God but yet in the midst of all the threats uh, God's presence comes upon the midwives, two in particular named Shafriah and Pua. Uh, These two women the Bible says that they feared God and because they feared God more than the king of Egypt and the people he put in place they would not obey Uh, the king's rule there are times hear me clearly in the midst of a crisis when something is against the move and the order of God then you got to say that there are times that people of God are rebellious you got to say it sometimes we're getting confused and I got to say this very clearly while this is a time we need to be listening to all civil authorities we got to be careful that no one is leading us against the will of God oh you don't just stop following God because the president and other people are giving instructions yeah we believe in being compliant but at no point in time are we to disobey or do anything crazy because somebody under the authority of God or under God is trying to say do this I even heard foolishness during this time maybe you've heard it that somewhere in the laboratory they're working on a chip to put in somebody's arm and put in somebody's hand maybe it's a rumor if I don't mean me no never mind ain't never no chip getting in this body there's never no 666 getting on this head. there's never I don't care what happened you can call it rebellious there's certain things that I'm just not gonna do if it causes me to flow out the will of God so while we always look to be obedient to our civil authority I gave you on Wednesday a clear illustration that there's a time through like the, through the life of Daniel where you don't bow down. And the, and the women, the midwives, say we fear God more than man. And because they fear God, it began to create an atmosphere of faith. This is where I'm going. It takes the fear. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It means you cannot be smart until you first start a um, um, of fearing God You can't be wise until you first start Listening to what God has to say That the Hebrew midwives Fear God More than the king's rule And because of that They created an atmosphere Of faith when everybody Was scared running in fear And it happened to be that every time A Hebrew mother Began to give birth to a son They would come and deliver the baby Before the baby could be killed, murdered, or taken away. There are times in the midst of a crisis, you and I got to learn to stand up for God. The question that remains to us in the midst of a crisis is can you be used by God right now? Can you be used by God in the midst of a crisis where it seems like there are all types of threats, where it seems like uh, things are going haywire, where it seems like things, uh, uh, people want you to do things that denies your faith. The question is can you be used by God under pressure? It's easier to be used by God when everything is fine. But how about when your life is on the line? I feel the anointing to preach real gospel. Some folks, let me me say something because I'm going to go somewhere and it's going to mess y'all up a little bit. Some of y'all was confused about the pastor in Hillsborough County who didn't close his church due to the pandemic. Some of y'all was still confused about it I wasn't confused well I didn't agree that as a pastor I would have done what he did but I wasn't confused about his actions I knew the fight he was fighting he was fighting the fight of the first amendment and if you follow the story you can, you can hear that he asked them he demanded they give him an apology go look up the story again follow the whole thing now I didn't agree with his, his practice but I knew where he was I just wasn't sure if this was the time to fight that fight he took up a bigger fight that maybe we may need in a future day is that man our john the baptist is he a forerunner has he stuck his neck out for the body of christ for a time of great peril and a time of great persecution maybe it seemed a little early a little premature some of y'all still lost don't know what i'm talking about but he he said this is my first amendment right to have religious freedom and no one can shut me down now i didn't agree with what again what he was trying to do but I knew the fight that he was fighting. What I'm trying to tell you that there is going to come a time where your faith is going to be put on the line and you're going to have to say for God I live or for God I die. And I'm not talking about metaphorically die. There may become a time in our lives if we live during the real end time that you may have to say I'm not going to do that. I'd rather die for Christ. I'm not talking metaphorically die. I'm not talking about when they talk about you need to die to your flesh daily. I'm talking Come out physically, die and go to glory for Christ's sake. Ah, let me tell you about the true essence of authentic, real faith. There's times you got to believe God when no one else believes God. These Hebrew women risk their lives for the sake of a generation, risk their lives for the sake of a generation, and by risking their lives, they create an atmosphere of faith. Uh, They begin to stir an atmosphere of faith and it's in this faith atmosphere that check it out. Even before we get to uh, Zephora, uh, uh, his mother, we see this faith atmosphere already created. Why? Because it says that because the king of Egypt could not stop them from having babies and the midwives from allowing the babies to be born that he built houses for them. Let me tell you something. God got more than way to favor you in the midst of a crisis. The Egyptian king couldn't stop them But so to keep an eye on them He built them a house See you don't know By your obedience God will position you for favor By your obedience God will position you For somebody to do something for you That would never have been done If you didn't live or walk by faith And so we got to create a faith atmosphere In the midst of a crisis This woman now is pregnant In the midst of of the crisis. She is able to have birth uh, to this son because somebody else obeyed God. These midwives obeyed God and allowed her to go through her changes to have the baby. But before I get there, I want to tell you about the strategies this great woman used in order to walk in faith. Her first strategy here is first Having him. Everybody say having him. Yeah. Having him. Having the baby. Uh, The first decision in the midst of to abort what God put in you. That's the first decision. Let's honor this bold woman who says, in the midst of a crisis, I'm not gonna give up what I've been waiting for. I'm not gonna have an abortion in the midst of a crisis. Now, I know this is hot topic for the world, but for the body of Christ, it should be an easy one. But we still struggle over this issue as well, even in the body of Christ. But we see a woman who's under pressure Decides that I'm not going to give up uh, On having and carrying this baby Because I'm under pressure Let me say this There are times that you got to hold on under pressure You can't give in under pressure You can't say I can't take it You got to take it under pressure You ain't got time to be taking pills You ain't got time to be in depression You got to handle the weight of being pregnant Having pregnant under pressure. See, we can never get to our promise if we can't handle the pressure. Don't you understand? Some of the greatest things in life, like a diamond, is made through pressure. Some of the greatest things we enjoy, like anointing oil, comes through the crushing and the pressing of an olive. And there are times the, the earth never gets to its next leap because we abort what God has put in us. We give excuses why we can quit we give excuses on why we can throw in the towel you ain't the only one that's been in a crisis you ain't the only one that's been in misfortune we got too many people who listen to other people with negative weakness and a negative mentality of why they need to be weak while they going through but I'm telling you be not weary in way I'm telling you don't get weak while you're pregnant I'm telling you don't get faint don't you give up while you're pregnant hold on to what's inside of you we must recognize the first strategy this woman's ha- have is I'm going to carry this baby I'm not going to run in no cave. I'm going to take this thing day by day. I'm not going to give up in the midst of this situation. I believe our earth is in turmoil because potentially we have aborted God's deliverers. I say our earth is in turmoil because people under pressure give up on things that God has given them and I don't care how that baby came about now I'm talking physically not metaphorically I'm talking about when you was pregnant when people are pregnant we keep telling people go take a way out because you was irresponsible no one of the ways to grow is to take the responsibility of your irresponsibility and go ahead and carry that thing and go ahead and nurse that baby and go ahead and carry yeah the world has given us their standard on when to give up and God is having a hard time building up our faith because we have taken on the world's mentality on when to give in and when to give up and when to lower our standards and when to change our faith but this woman says I'm not gonna let go of this baby I'm pregnant in the midst of a crisis but I'm not having an abortion can I pray now that the world receives new strength to stop aborting all these babies and women receive new strength to stop aborting all these babies. Oh God told me to talk about it today. The nation is in trouble with God because we keep allowing people to abort these babies and I know what the rhetoric is that nobody should tell a woman what she can do with her body. Somewhere we got to rise above above man's standards and get back to God's standards that God is the giver of life and if we take away life that we are complicit to murder if we take, y'all don't want to talk about it if we take away life if God allowed it to happen no matter how it happened I know it's a tough subject but the world has been trying to dictate God's standards that's why we got problems now that's why people give up on everything that God's given them because we're listening to the world and not to the Word. Oh, I'm in a tough place today because we are so inundated with the world. We don't know what the word says. We're so inundated with the world. We don't know what the word says. The second thing this woman does besides having him or keeping him, she decides to hide him. Her second strategy is to hide him. She says, I'm going to hide this baby for three months. Now I'm gonna to try to hide him, not out, of fa- not out of fear, but out of faith. See, you can take uh, a action, but have two different reasons why. You can hide something in fear, or you can hide something in faith. The Bible says when she saw her child, she saw that he was a goodly child, which means this child had purpose. She looked at this child and said, God, for some reason, you allowed me to get pregnant at such a time as this. For When she looked at that child, she said, I've been holding on through all these nine months for purpose, but now that I see what I've been holding on, why, I, now that I see why I've been holding on, I see purpose in him. She saw he was a goodly child, it means a child that had purpose, she hid him three months. Let me say this, some of y'all been in your houses since the quarantine, since the virus happened, but you in your house in fear versus in faith. I'm in my house every day doing necessary precaution, but I'm in it in faith and not in fear. I got joy in the midst of the day. I ain't got no anxiety running in my heart. And God is trying to challenge you that, yeah, you can stay in the house, but stay in the house in faith. Because if you stay in the house in fear, guess what? When the whole thing is over, you're going to still be in the house. And the whole thing is shifted, you're going to still be in the house. But if you move by faith, when things move again, you will move too. But if you're moving by fear, you can't just Justify your actions by faith fear will cause you to do things that don't make any type of sense whatsoever But God want us to be justified by our faith. This woman is justified by her faith She hides this baby for three months for three months. She's able to see him eat sleep and cry She's able to see him lift up his head a little bit She able to see the first smile that he puts on his face. She have all types of emotions that women have when they go through childbirth seeing all the joy to have this baby. uh, uh, Remembering the exhaustion of what it was to push this baby out. And then after pushing him out, uh, the joy that fills her heart the moment uh, she embraces him. She's remembering everything it took to bring him to this point. These three months is like an incubation period in the earth where she covers him and she protects him. But then it shifts again. It shows us that when we live by faith, things may change. And so how you were living on yesterday may change as God shifts you. We got to learn to live day by day and trust God to keep us day by day. God will keep us and carry us day by day. uh, And I want you to understand that even though you're under pressure, you got a choice in the matter. This woman has a choice and she uses her choice to hide him three months. The Bible says when she could not hide him any longer after three months, she goes to her third strategy of faith is that she begins to what I call herald him. She begins to say, now I'm going to give him away. I'm going to trust that the baby that I kept, the baby that I covered, that I can now I can now send him off and believe that God will take care of him. I believe when you start walking in faith creativity will come to you. You are just going to figure out some way somehow God's going to carry us through this journey. Some way somehow God's going to preserve us in this crisis and sometime when you're under pressure but still living by faith ingenuity will take place. In the midst of this this woman decides some type of way, I got to shift him to a place where he's more protected. I'm feeling like I need to shift and give and give him away. And she decides, I'm going to make a little boat. She begins to go ahead and gather the wood, gather the slime uh, to pitch it and to fill in all the holes and, and begin to Let me tell you. See, when you start living and walking by faith, you stop talking about what you don't have and start using what you do have. See, fear will blind you from what's right before you. When she has to get, has to now transfer of this baby Moses, she has to think about now how I'm going to do this. God said, "Look right there. Pick up that. Pick up that. Pick up that. Pick up that." And right in her midst, she has all the funds to do what she needs to do. Can I tell you, if God's calling you to do it, somewhere the funds are coming. Somewhere the resources are around you. If God is leading you by faith, somewhere that thing is going to materialize. The material to make this ark is right there in her presence. Come on, when you live by faith, you got to stop talking about what you don't have and what you don't. See, that's fear. Fear will always keep you negative and keep you complaining. And There are people right now keep missing opportunities because they are so negative about what they don't have they had learned to be optimistic about what they do have and start getting their wheels turning how God can use the little bit to turn into much the Bible shows us clearly what Jesus can do with two fish and five loaves of bread come on he takes it he blesses it and he feeds a multitude this woman begins to put the what is known as an arc, innovation comes upon her. She begins this ark. An ark represents the will of God. It's the same thing that Noah built for his family when God came and and flooded the earth. And we know the ark from Genesis. And so now check this out. She's actually taking a principle from a previous uh, generation and bringing it into her day. So it's not like she's the first one who thought of an ark. We know the ark from Noah. But she says, can I take that big thing and make it a small thing. She takes the stories from what she heard about Noah and now she transfers it and she makes a little art for her son Moses and she pitches it with slime to make sure nothing no water fills this little boat she's um, putting together for him. And she begins to put this thing together through her ability to think under crisis. I want to tell you, you need to pause to think under crisis you need to have some moments where you clear your head in the midst of all this pressure you never know what God is building in you in the midst of this pressure can I tell you there are great companies being born today they're being born in the midst of crisis where other people are complaining about it other people are innovating other other people are renewing other people are renovating their atmosphere their job themselves people are learning new skills and new resources. They're retooling themselves, getting ready for the after this. Now I know the after this is coming, but after this some people are not going to be ready because in the midst of the crisis they didn't do nothing. In the midst of the crisis they didn't grow under pressure. But this woman begins to use crisis as a cradle of creativity. And she takes old things and finds new approaches. If you're not careful, our brain will get stuck in old Old habits. Doing the same thing we've always done the same way we've always done it. But sometime in a crisis, it becomes a new opportunity on how we can take something old and refashion it. Take something we've done before and find out a new way to get things done. This woman here shows us how to have faith in the midst of a crisis. She could have easily uh, aborted this baby. She could have easily not Protected him. She could have easily held on to him, but she decides it's time to let this thing go. It's an act of faith. One of the greatest acts of faith is when you can give. One of the greatest acts of faith is when you can let go of something and give. Oh, you, you ain't loving, you ain't showing love until you can. Give something up to somebody else. This woman is the first uh, first story that we see uh, that is about adoption because of her faith and her love for the for the purpose of her son Moses. She's the first illustration of a sacrificial love uh, from a mother uh, exercising adoption. She puts him in this, bas- this basket, this ark, and she allows him to go down this river and. Eh, <laughs> when the Pharaoh's daughter see little Moses come down the river she says there go one of the Hebrew children and then God sets that thing up where Moses' sister says hey we you need somebody to nurse this baby and they got that baby back to the mother and that's just like God how God even allowed the mother listen to God listen to what God did God honored the mother's faith she gave her son and then he allowed her son to come right back to her As a waiter says, I'm gonna take care of the thing you let go, the thing you trusted me with. I want you to know I got this. Y'all ain't seeing this like I'm feeling it. I got this. You let go this baby in a good way. You held on to him, you birthed him, you nursed him, and let him suck for three months. And then while while he got attached to you, you can still God, I feel this in my bones. Y'all don't feel it like while you was attached to him, you let him suck of your breast, but you still hurt. Me that you can give away something that was connected to you because you understood that you had to do something in faith. Ah, come on now. And as she gives away her son, uh, Pharaoh's daughter said, Go, they go call for a Hebrew woman, bring her back to Moses' mother. It's God saying, I'm gonna take care of your son. You ain't gonna live in pain of the child you gave up, Uh, the decision you made under crisis. Some of y'all feel guilty about the good decision you made In the midst of a crisis, but the Spirit of the Lord comes to you today to say you made the right decision to do the right thing in a hard circumstance. She gave away the baby, but God let it come back to say, He's gonna be all right. and then you would think that she would have held on to the baby when the baby came back to her she came back to her she continued to nurse him and when he got weaned off of her she gave him right on back to Pharaoh's daughter and put him into promise and put him back into the place where God can raise him up I'm telling you God is trying to get us to walk by faith and not by sight God is trying to make sure that this crisis is not causing us to live and walk in fear and be overcome by fear and some of our creativity have been boxed in. Can I tell you that God's trying to box you out in the midst of a crisis? Can I tell you that God's trying to give you an assignment in the midst of a crisis? Can you be trusted with an assignment in the midst of a crisis? Can you be trusted for the next wave of God's glory? Come on, Moses is about to be raised up to be a deliverer to the nation, but you you and I may be carrying the next wave of God's glory, but if you're too afraid right now, if you're too afraid to stand up, stand out, and do what God is calling you to do, a whole generation could be lost because somebody's disobedience. As she transfers her son over to Pharaoh's house, into the Egyptian house, I want you to know that it is Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter that names the baby when she draws when she pulls him out of the water she names him Moses because the name Moses means drawn out of water it is very significant here watch me because I'm moving in faith right now it's very significant that this Egyptian woman uh, of the Egyptian people calls Moses uh, calls him Moses which means drawn out of water it also means that God has now transferred the faith from the Hebrew children to the Egyptian children. Now the Egyptians were the enemies of God, but you know God's heart. God's heart is to save all mankind. And so now God is using this circumstance to transfer faith from the Hebrew now to the Egyptian so that one day even the Egyptian the Egyptian can be saved. It is the Egyptian one who calls him Moses which means drawn out of water. Can I, let me break it down from a teacher point of view. When you're baptized, uh, you have to go in the water and then be pulled out of the water. It represents uh, uh, the first part it represents you are buried with him when you go down and when you come up it represents you are risen with him. So God allowed the Hebrew mother to start the first person, the first part of faith because she started the death process she put Moses in the water by faith was like a risk of death of putting him in the water in the ark and let him face death going down the ark but when the woman of, of, of Egyptian pulls him out of the water is a transform of the faith and now she recognizes the resurrection of life and God has a way of redeeming people when we walk by faith God has a way of transferring a whole entire generation when we walk by faith God his sovereignty and amazing sovereignty is able to take this situation and transfer a whole nation So even while the Egyptians was the enemy of God for a while, we know when Jesus came on the scene, he did not just save the Jews, but he saved the Gentiles alike. It shows us clearly what Jesus is. God is trying to do even in the midst of a crisis that we need to have faith during a crisis. We need to walk by faith and not by sight. We need to hear God for clear instructions in the midst of a crisis. We need to ask God, what are you assigning me to do right now? Should I be writing a book right now? Should I be writing my poetry right now? Should I be writing new music right now? Or am I just bored all day? Am I complaining all day? But have I started exercising faith in the midst of a crisis? Am I more distracted during the crisis than I was before the crisis? And are we more dormant during the crisis than we were before the crisis? God is trying to stir us in faith. God is trying to stir us in faith during a crisis. God is not trying us to be dormant. It's something I kept warning our church that we're not using this time to be dormant. God is trying to stir us into faith. I believe this woman has really become a hero in the midst of a crisis. It shows us that God is still building, God is still moving, God is still shifting. There are businesses coming out of this. Somebody going to make more money after this than they made before it in the midst of it. and if you don't have enough strength to see to the other side, may God increase your strength to see to the other side. I understand crisis can be very havoc, and crisis can be very so much turmoil, but God wants to use faith to cause you to see past the current pain, past the current trouble. Faith will start making you see where you're going next. Faith will start having you prepare, prepare for what's coming out of you next come on there's some things that god's trying to stir in you in faith i feel the anointing to pray right now god is trying to stir some of y'all god is trying to cause some of y'all to obey in the midst of a crisis teach you how to obey in the midst of a crisis some of god is trying to really renew some of your faith and some of y'all some of y'all are saying now god God, is saying now god now god God, this seems like the worst time god said this is time to prepare this is time to build it's time to shift it's time to get yourself ready what are you working on what are you renewing yourself in? what's next after this what's next for you what's next I want to know what's next what's next we're in a crisis but what's next for you after this is over are you gonna be better than you were before it happened what's next for you God is trying to correct our faith renew our faith stir our faith We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.